I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a podcast about fantasy football. Each week, we bring you the analysis that you need for your fantasy football team to make it the best you can be. Now, for me, Bob Brill, you get a half century's worth of knowledge on the ins and outs of playing fantasy sports. And for Eric, you get the inside info from only get from a guy who's been on the NFL stage. Top quarterback with Lions and Bears. Eric is up on today's players, lends his deep insights to the game itself. Now, you won't find a better combination. Each week, beginning on Thursday nights and then moving to Tuesday nights, we'll look at the players in each upcoming game and the trends and insights and more than just who has the better stats. For the first eight weeks, we've been going over division by division, analyzing the players on those teams to get you ready for your fantasy draft, which is coming up very shortly. Now, you can find us wherever you get podcasts, Stitcher, Lipsum, iTunes, and a whole lot more. And you can always find the link to the podcast by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com. That's KramerandBrill.com. Com. So let me introduce you to my friend and colleague, my co-host, former NFL quarterback Eric Kramer. And uh, this is week eight and the final week of the previews. And of course, that means the AFC East. The New England Patriots are in a team in transition, but they're always in transition, it seems like. And it starts with the quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> transitioning in what well, last year transitioned into being 41, now 42. And uh, he's still at it and still going strong. So Tom Brady is, um, you know, he fantasy football-wise, probably not the best numbers guy, but in terms of wins, um, I believe he's the all-time winningest player in the NFL. Yeah, and, and he's just smooth. <laughs> yep, yep, he is. And he can get it done, as has been his entire career. It doesn't matter who's lining up out of receiver, who's blocking for him, who's running the ball. He just has a way of finding the right pattern to get it done. You know, and, uh, you know, he's got, um, you want to talk about uh, Julian Edelman, who, you know, uh, was the Super Bowl MVP. He's 33 years old, and he's still the key guy for them, although they've drafted pretty high as far as uh, uh, some some skill position players. Uh, Let's talk about Edelman. What's Edelman bringing to the table at this point in his career? familiarity with what they do offensively, uh, a relationship long-standing and successful one with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and he finds a way to, like Brady, get things done. He, he works to his strengths. He can beat, he had a, the Rams couldn't cover last year mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, and not many teams can, and he finds a way again to find the open hole, find in a zone, get the right matchup in man-to-man, they move him around a bunch, and he's just a valuable go-to weapon for Tom Brady. And on the opposite side, you have a rookie who is going to be a, a standout, their number one draft pick uh, out of Arizona State, and uh, a guy who's just a monster with yards after the catch. And that's got to make and uh, Julian Edelman that much better and that much of a better check-down threat. Hopefully so. And Nikhil Harry is, um, you know, probably the biggest – rangiest receiver that Tom Brady's had um, since um, Randy Moss, and but more physical. And so I think, uh, and probably a better route runner. And I think as the years go on, which for Brady might be two or three more, right. and which for him, <laughs> for players around him, that's a lifetime in yeah. this league. So uh, I think those two probably will develop a great relationship. And should Josh Gordon, or when he comes back, hopefully from NFL suspension. That's always a big question mark. And how long he'll stay when he comes back. But I think the two of them together could be big assets uh, along with Edelman and 
uh, for Tom Brady. Uh, would you call uh, Bruce Ellington and Demarius Thomas just sort of insurance policies? I mean, those guys have uh, been around a while. Uh, well, I mean, um, uh, Thomas has anyway. And uh, they're sort of you know, guys that are going to fill holes, I think, maybe at this point. Hard to say how, you know, um, what roles they will play until probably, you know, get into the preseason a little bit more and, and two, three games into the regular season, I'm sure they'll figure out, or, Bre or Belichick will figure out what roles they can best fit and they'll go with that. And uh, then there's the elephant in the room, a guy you think is going to come back at some point. Mm, yeah. Bronk. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not the only one that thinks that. Yeah. I think Bronk is probably, he's not that old. What is he, 29? Oh, and so he's, I think he, <laughs> he's probably had a long, uh, you know, last few years. They've gone to, what, the last uh, four to five Super Bowls. Yeah. So I think he's, he's always been banged up a lot. I mean, banged he up, takes, but I think he's he probably just the, tired of going to training camp. Yeah, so would, it would not surprise that. me if by week four, five, six, seven, eight, he's like gets the itch again to go play, and the Patriots are once again look like they're going to be contenders. I have no reason to believe he would not come back. And you know the fact that the, the division they're in is you know you have to give them the odds on uh, favor. Before we get to that, uh, I do want to move to the running back situation, and that's Sonny Michelle. Uh, who last year gained over 900 yards and a four-and-a-half-yard average. Uh, it, they sort of have done things by committee, but they sort of rely uh, this time, I think, more on him because they got rid of Correll Patterson, who left, uh, Rex Burkhard. To the uh, Bears, yeah. Yeah, uh, Josh Gordon is, is, uh, is still there, but, um, you know, Chris Hogan's gone, wide receiver. Mm -hmm. um, so they've lost a lot of players, but they seem to replace these players uh, on, on a regular basis. And I didn't see Sonny Michelle coming uh, last year like uh, he came on with over 900 yards. Well, I mean, if you look back to his college career, it's fantastic. So why wouldn't he be fantastic again and now in one of the playing for one of the probably the best coach of all time, right. um, if you didn't say Bill Walsh, and then – or. Vince Lombardi? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> sticking, Different to, era. sticking okay. to modern times, I would yeah. say Bill Walsh. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think he'll – and last year being his first year and being a Super Bowl winner now, I think his role will probably expand in why not. So he's – I think they're going to – as these next couple years go by and unfold, I think Brady is probably during the season going to do less and less uh, in terms of the passing game and more, they're gonna, they've already created a, an excellent kind of uh, running game that right. keeps a defense off balance. And they're a great play action team. They're a great wide receiver screen team. They're a great running back screen team. So I think there's gonna be less put on Tom Brady through the first three quarters of a season, kind of like last year. And hey. then down the stretch, Away, and, you know, away he goes. And, and they've also got the, the Alabama rookie, Damian Harris, coming out, who's a third-round pick. They had a couple of picks in the third round. I, it was like their fourth pick overall. And uh, he, he's pretty much a stud, too, I mean, as far as mixing in that run. You know, because, like, Belichick likes to ro rotate those running backs, and I think he'll spend more time on Michelle this year than the others. Uh, but, you know, it, it's sort of that mix that uh, he keeps rotating guys in and out. Belichick has had – over his run as being a head coach, especially in New England, uh, I, how many times has a guy come in, say at running back, had a fantastic game or two, maybe over 120 yards, maybe a couple of touchdowns, and then next week doesn't play? Right. So that's whatever reason, he's got his reasons and um, probably not you know, following the right rules or whatever is going on, the standards that Belichick has set for that team. 
and guys find themselves on the outside. So I think Sony Michelle and guys like him, Damian Harris, these guys are all, they figure out where to stand and where, how to fall in line and be productive at what they do. And Belichick and the rest of the team gets them in a position to make plays. You know, it's interesting because um, if you ask Belichick, you're never going to get the answer you want. <laughs> no, he's, it's like the guy having a compound fracture in his leg, and he says, oh, he's got a lower leg contusion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are evidently, or obviously, I should say, uh, the class of the division. Uh, however, you know, the New York Jets are, have come on. Uh, I think they've just added uh, some personnel. And even though he's had the year off, um, how much of an impact do you think that Le'Veon Bell is going to have with the New York Jets. I think he's going to be huge. I think if you look at his, what he does, what he brings to a team, running, blocking, route running, receiving, just the heads up knowledge of the game that he has, it's phenomenal. And you can't, in my opinion, have a better running back in the league than Le'Veon Bell because he's coming off a year where he did not get injured because he didn't play. Right. And he, that, that's a two-edged sword, though. You know, you don't play, and so you're not staying in game shape. And no matter what happens, you know as well as I do, if you're not staying in game shape, it's different than just having workouts in the offseason. We will see. Okay. So I think there are certain players that don't need a training camp once they get two, three, four years in the league. They, certain players, I think, like Le'Veon Bell, doesn't need a season to stay in shape. And uh, we'll see how that turns out, but I think that's how it's going to turn out. I think he's going to have a great year. He's playing, going to be playing behind a very good offensive line. I think the best quarterback drafted last year mm -hmm. was Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. They've added some weapons at receiver. Defensively, they're going to be outstanding. I don't see why this team won't make a big leap next year, and Le'Veon Bell in particular. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about that is, um, because of his running style, it took the Steelers – an extra year really to kind of lock into him. Of course, he was in and out because of, you know, um, this, that, and the other off-field problems. So he was there for, not there for four, mm -hmm. not there for six, whatever. But it took quite an adjustment because of his running style. Uh, for, Which is patient. Yeah. But, but you know, explosive the, the, the offensive line, the offensive line, you know, has to make that big adjustment. It, it's a sort of a, tell me if I'm wrong, isn't it a different mentality and a different mindset that they have to reteach themselves? I don't think so. No? I think Le'Veon Bell figures out, he figures out what's going on around him. Offensive line is do their job. And he, it's a, and he does such a great job of setting up blocks and letting defenders get themselves out of position, which then the offensive line just finishes them off wherever they want to go. Mm -hmm. And Le'Veon Bell, late in the run, picks the right hole. And so I think he's, uh, and again, he's such a matchup issue, not just running the ball, but you can put him wherever you want to in the receiving game. You can put him at wide receiver if you want to. Match him up, you, you take your you know, linebacker, or safety and match them up against Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is going to win, gonna win yeah. every time. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. Uh, let's move to the quarterback. You mentioned Sam Darnold. Um, Sam Darnold is coming off uh, a pretty good year. I mean, uh, in too many interceptions last year, 17 touchdowns and 15 interceptions, only 2,800 yards. But, you know, it was a team that was in transition and a team that, you know, let's face it, it wasn't a very good team nope. offensively. It was nope. terrible. Yep. And uh, so he was making the adjustment from the college ranks to where he's moving into his position in the pros, like so many young quarterbacks like uh, Goff and um, uh, so many other young guys. Uh, well, even with this, Josh. Josh Allen within his own division. We're going to talk about him in a couple of minutes mm -hmm. here. Uh, tell me about Sam, Sam Darnold. I mean, where is he in his development? 
I think he is positioned great. I think one of the things that happened to him last year that helped was a what is it? Was it a three-week injury that he had where Josh McCown came in and played, and Darnold after. I think a good start against the Lions and had a couple of shaky games and then sits on the bench and watches Josh McCown come in and play the position professionally, which is make quick decisions, get the ball coming out of your hands quickly, be accurate with the throws, which he already was, but don't take unnecessary hits, don't hold on the ball too long in the pocket, don't force throws, and all of a sudden he started making better decisions and they became they began winning more games. So I think that's he's made the kind of progress over the course of a 16-game season that, in my opinion, makes him the best quarterback in last year's draft class. Mm. You know, the thing about this is uh, if you look at the the Jets, do you realize the uh, on the offense, the person with the most experience by far years in the league is Le'Veon Bell with five. And he really hasn't had five years in the league, not playing time. He sat out at least one. He sat out a couple, you know, parts of mm -hmm. three other seasons. So he's never really, you know, had that full uh, season and, you know, the wear and tear on his body. Outside of that, everybody, you know, one, two, three, four years. This is a young team. Which is the way good, I guess, um, up-and-coming teams are, you, to, to be in that category, you have to go younger at some point, which the Jets have starting with their quarterback. So I think um, they've got a lot of upside and they've got a good, I think Adam Gase in terms of being, years of being a head coach is young and been around a lot of great offensive minds, which is a great move I think on the Jets part is last year they had a defensive head coach. This year they go with a, um, an offensive minded coach and yet bolster their defense tremendously. Also, not only bringing Greg Williams in, but a number of free agents. Do you realize that the, um, the, they have like five or six guys that have been around just one year less than Bell, but their backup quarterback has been around longer than anybody except Le'Veon Bell, and that's Trevor Seaman? Um, yeah, I mean, that he's their backup quarterback, yeah. backing up Darnold. And it just, you know, I mean, he played with um, uh, Denver yeah. for a couple well, of years. Well, look at Don Strauss. Don Strzok's backing up Dan Marino. Yeah. You know, was older and been around. And I think that's the kind Trevor Simeon can add a lot to what Sam Donald does this year as almost an extra coach on the field. Or actually won't be playing on the field. Right. But in, in the week of practice and getting Sam as he did last year, I'm sure uh, thinking along the lines of what do what are the smart decisions to make so that over the course of a game and over the course of a season, you make good decisions and continue to. Don't make – you can't win a Super Bowl or you can't win a game on one play. So just rack up good decisions, good outings every week, and at the end of the day and end of the season, hopefully you'll be, you know, more wins and losses. Yeah, Chris Herndon is an interesting um, uh, tight end. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about him. Well, he's athletic, and he's – I think last year – was he was able to match up and win one-on-one -on -one matchups, and Darnold grew confident in his ability to do that. And then, of course, Chris Herner made plays and gained valuable experience, and uh, along with, you know, as a tight end, became a weapon for them, and they do have weapons on, in the receiver position as well. You know, moving on to the Bills, and uh, I want to move on to the Bills because uh, Josh Allen is probably one of the um, more interesting players. An enigma. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best good way to put it. I mean, he ran, he ran for 600 yards last year. You know? And by far their leading rusher. Yeah. 
And he only threw for 2,000. You know, I mean, uh, it, it, and more, you more interceptions than more than inconsistent than yeah. Josh Allen as a passer last year. But I think if you play that, if you play that out over, say, to his first two, three, four years, he's going to get better. He's going to figure this game out. It's not going to be an overnight thing with him. I don't think he's as far advanced as Sam Darnold, mm -hmm. but I think he has. A, you alluded to his athleticism and running ability. He's always going to have that. Yeah. So uh, it, that can be a good thing and a bad thing because in times in a young quarterback's maturation process, uh, being athletic and having your instincts tell you to run the ball doesn't force you to learn how to read defenses as a you know uh, as someone like Tom Brady, where you can just uh, or Peyton Manning, where you, you can just see the game, you see the play develop before it even happens and know where you're going to go with the ball, which improves your decision-making ability. Josh, Josh Allen is going to have to learn more of that uh, as time goes on. You know, the thing about uh, where he's positioned, he's, he's positioned in a, in a slot where uh, he could be, you know, kind of getting killed left and right. The fact that, I mean, if you look at his... Uh, but he's big and athletic. That's true. But he, he hurdled you know, the guy last year. <laughs> well, that's big and athletic, that's for sure. You know, the thing about it is, though, you know, I mean, look at his backfield. I mean, you had Chris Ivory, LaShawn McCoy, and um, uh, and uh, who else uh, they picked up uh, this year was, oh, Frank Gore. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys are all, two of them have been in the league more than 10 years. You know, and, I mean, their best games, their best years are behind them. They've got uh, their starting running backs, so it'll probably be McCoy, Gore, uh, Keith Ford, and Patrick DeMarco. And um, that's and then they picked up John Brown as well, a wide receiver, mm -hmm. as well as Cole Beasley. Right. So I mean, they, they picked up a lot of moving parts um, th this year. And uh, uh, actually, they lost Chris Ivory. I should have mentioned that. But you know, I, I look at this team, and unless the rookie comes on, unless the rookie uh, com comes on strong, and that is uh, Devin Singletary out of uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, who's you know not a big guy? He's only uh, five seven. Uh, unless he comes on, they're going to be pushing Josh Allen number one probably, mm -hmm. uh, Shady McCoy, and uh, also Frank Gore. Yeah. And that doesn't give a lot of confidence to um, I think I, unless you just say okay they have the experience to protect me. Uh, it doesn't give a lot of confidence to establish a running game to um, you know keep him on his. Uh, keep him from running all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I think what's going to help Josh Allen from running all the time is going to be his ability to read defenses and get the ball out accurately. It's not going to be the players around him winning all the time because they're, they're going to win. They, I'm sure the guys they had last year won at times where he didn't see them. So I think that's going to be in Josh Allen's or on Josh Allen's shoulders to, to take that responsibility and run with it and just become a good decision maker, regardless of who's out there next to him. Did notice they did, uh, they do have TJ Yeldon on the roster. Where do you see him fitting? Depth. And he's, this is what he did, what was it, in Jacksonville. And so he's going to provide, I think, you know, another, I guess, weapon. And in that. He's still young. He's not been around for about four years. Right. And he's, Young, he's uh, I think physical, energetic, and and reliable. So you can't load your team up with too many of those guys. What the Bills are going to 
like a lot of these teams, they've added new faces, the Bills especially, and can they put them all together with a young quarterback and make them all come together, build the chemistry, having only one offseason to do it. So is this going to be the year for them to break out? Probably not. They'll probably, it'll probably take them another year, but you know, what did they finish last year? Six and 10, seven and nine? Yeah, so, six and 10. So that's, you know, maybe they get to nine and seven this year. Who knows, eight and eight. So the, I think they're going to make progress, but it might be slower progress than some people hope. It's a team that's going to feel itself out. I mean, you're looking at Cole Beasley and John Brown, who they picked up for wide receivers. I yep. mean, it, it's sort of a team that, I don't know, I, I look at this team as, okay, let's put these parts together. Let's see if we can get together and, mm -hmm. and uh, see if we can build around something. They don't have elite talent. They're going to have better talent next year than they had the year before. Because yeah, it's a draft hire. <laughs> right? I'm talking about this year as compared to last year. But defensively, um, you know, they're – they're more solid defensively than offensively, mm -hmm. at least last year. So I think they've added some good pieces this year. And let's see how it all plays out. But again, it's like a lot of teams with good young quarterbacks or young quarterbacks. How good can they be from year one to year two? The next team we want to look at, and it's the final team we're looking at in our preview series, is uh, the Miami Dolphins. And I, I look at this team as a hot mess. I mean, hmm. they're, this is a team that, you know, both their quarterbacks from last year are gone. Yep. And they bring in basically a rookie, uh, right. you know, and, and, well, uh, and right. Rosen. Well, Rosen's not going to be the guy to start, I don't believe. You don't think so? I don't. Uh, oh, you think it's going to be? Fitzpatrick. Oh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, I, He's you know, already won the job. Well, he's, how long is he going to be there, though, before they move Rosen in? Uh, he's going to be a week one starter. Okay. Like last year in Tampa Bay, he started out hot. He was the hottest quarterback in the league for the first, what, three, four, five weeks. Right, right. And then hit the skids. And that's, hope. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a, um, you know, he's been around a while. He's never had a start-to-finish great year. Right. So if he starts the year out, I think he's learned from last year what not to do when things start going well, which is part of any guy's Right. quarterbacks maturity process you can mature and get better at whatever Ryan, age Ryan Fitzpatrick is at which is probably in his young 30s right now um, he can still learn and improve and get better too Ryan Fitzpatrick's been around 14 years uh, so he's going to be able to give Josh Rosen some experience knowledge right uh, but Ryan he, Fitzpatrick been... and Josh Rosen yeah. are not going to hang out and have Ryan Fitzpatrick go uh, Josh this is what you do He's going to do what you do, yeah. and jo it's up to Josh Rosen to figure out what is he doing that's either good or I can do better. This is not a position or, or a situation on when a Joe team Montana where no, nobody's going to Steve Young behind him. Yeah. Those two didn't hang out. Right. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen are not going to be hanging so out. So like Brett Favre and um, Kurt um, Warner, name them. Uh, all yeah, well, and, and the guys there now are Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, it's like. Do I see him during the week? Yeah. <laughs> Do you talk to him? No. Did you have that kind of relationship with with your backup quarterbacks? When yeah. You were? Yeah. yeah that's, you don't hang out with those guys. Yeah. You don't. That, want that's, the, that's it's the, your job. It's their job. That's the competition to within the team. Right. So you're you get along, but you it's not like you're going hanging out and having dinners or, you know, depending on the depending on the the way the the competition is set up. As I mentioned earlier, Dan Marino and Don Strzok, there was no competition between those right, two. Right. So they probably were hanging out. But 
you bring in a guy that's competing for your job, you're not going to be hanging out. Yeah, because you do have a lot of guys that, okay, I am the number one quarterback. There's nobody, you know, nobody's going to take Roethlisberger's job away, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and that situation. And nobody's going to take Patrick Mahomes' job away now. No. So there really isn't any problem with the two guys communicating and helping each other out. I remember right? hearing about Joe Theismann, where Joe took all the starting reps. Mm-hmm. He took all the uh, lick squad reps. He was not going to let anybody else get in there. Right. And it was up to the head coach or offensive coordinator to come say, hey, let this guy get a few reps. And Joe, I heard Joe Theismann said, no. Let's talk about the, the Dolphins. Where do you feel the strength of this team is? Uh, the wide receiver position? I mean, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, um, you know, uh, Albert Wilson. They, they've got a, a, you know, a nice group of wide receivers. And the running backs, you know, not so great. I mean, I'm, I'm not looking at um, a team where I'm looking to them to find my number one running back if I'm drafting in fantasy football. Well, um, what is it? Kenyon Drake is, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's a solid running back. And, uh, you know, I think their offensive line is going to be a bit better. The receiver and tight end group is, they've got a lot of speed. They can make some plays too. But they've, you know, the court, this, this team's going to offensively come down to can the quarterback get the job done? And they've also got a first year head coach in Brian Flores who comes, you know, from, just coaching the defense on the Super Bowl winning Patriots last year. So he's been, just because a guy's been around, I should qualify this by saying, just because Brian Flores has been around Bill Belichick and knows how good teams do things, doesn't mean he's gonna, that's gonna translate for him into wins as a head coach because not every, every coach that comes out of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots to then become a head coach somewhere else has a very successful career. It's just that Brian Flores having her talk, him talk about where his focus is and the way he goes about doing things, I think he's got a chance to be successful if he gets enough time to be there. Looking at the, the, the running back situation, I, I mean, I, I don't see um, anything with, you know, they went um, as far as later in the draft uh, for running backs. That right up front, they went for defensive and offensive uh, positions. And, um, you know, they went to they waited to the seventh round before they picked up a couple of running backs, Chandler Cox and Miles Gaskin uh, of Auburn and Washington. So they're, they're going with um, Drake and Bellage. I think they'll be fine with that. They, they were good, you know, productive running backs last year when they give, were given the chance. And, you know, part of this is you, as a, you know, uh, offensively, they're going to be good enough defensively to stay in games. They just can't offensively lose the game before the third quarter begins. And if they stay in games and run the ball effectively and make good decisions throwing the ball, I think the running back situation is going to be just fine. All right. Well, you know, we look back at uh, this uh, series that we've just completed. We've done all the teams now. So as you look back uh, over the eight weeks of eight divisions, um, give me your top four. The teams that you think are going to finish as far as the uh, final four teams. All right. If we're talking, you're talking. Two NFL, uh, two, two NFC, NFC two, two AFC. AFC. Okay. Right. Let's start the NFC. I'll go with the Bears and let's say mm, probably the Rams. Okay. Um, two good young uh, rosters, two good young quarterbacks, uh, two excellent, I think, uh, head coaches and uh, two organizations that seem very committed to winning and getting better 
next year than they were last year. Uh, I think in the AFC, um, you know, what jumps out is the, the roster of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and the combination of Mahomes and Andy Reid. And hmm, might be the Chargers, you know. Really? Everybody's talking about hey, how they have a Super Bowl caliber squad. A lot depends on if Mel Gordon comes back or mm -hmm. not and ends his holdout, which hard to say if he will or won't. But, um, you know, and, and again, uh, always we'll find out in December if the Patriots are still there right. in contention as well. And if they are, it's going to be hard not to account for them. Okay. One player you feel you have to watch this year? Mm, I think um, I, I just Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I think he's the best quarterback in the league, in a, in a league of very good quarterbacks these days. And I think what he did last year in his first year of starting is phenomenal, which only makes me think year two is going to be even better. All right. You've been listening to Kramer and Brill, your weekly fantasy football podcast with former NFL quarterback Eric Kramer and award-winning sports broadcaster and fantasy football expert Bob Brill. Join us next time each Thursday night, and then we're jumping right away to Tuesday nights for Kramer and Brill. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts, or you can link from our website, which is KramerandBrill.com. For Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill, reminding you to come back for more fantasy football insights.